All right, welcome Wednesday everyone. Wednesday special. Wednesday special. Ooh, it's Wednesday. The yeah. Wednesday hump day. Hump day. We're almost there. Yeah. Almost, almost. Hold on. You're halfway through there. probably gotta, staying at home for most of you now. We've got a lot mm-hmm. of good things coming for you on Friday. Um, be excited. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, we mentioned what we're going to talk about now at the end of our Friday episode. Yeah. Um, but I think we're going to use this as kind of our intro. Um Today we're going to discuss the def- uh, a kind of more of a debate between approaches of change. I think one of the common themes we've had amongst every single podcast is that whether or not we agree on the, the way we get to change, we both agree or all three of us agree that change is necessary. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, I'll agree uh, with that. And while uh, kind of paradoxically... The guy on the right here, uh, my good friend Evan, and I think Adam as well, are significantly more in favor of the nonviolent approach, whereas I tend to not be necessarily in favor of a violent approach, but be so... pessimistic so as to I just believe that it's only the be, only effective uh, uh, potential. You have to be incredibly careful as a right-wing guy, uh, especially around violence. You know, like just the, the way that society portrays the right-wing as it is. Yeah. You know, if I started going off saying like, you know, oh, well, none of this shit matters, what they got yeah. they deserved, you know, stuff like that. You know, it wouldn't really reflect well, and that's just not who I am either. You know, yeah. um, I I think that the the consensus that you know we've kind of come to is, you know, there's there's definitely a uh, a need for change, but the problem is the fact that some of these groups underwent change are the result of the issues, right? So we're kind of dealing with <clears throat> the ramifications of change. And also demanding change at the same time. Yeah, I mean, that's always going to be the case, I think, because that's just like the cycle of changes. You're always going to be kind of adjusting to the next Mm -hmm. thing that's coming, right? Like, that's just growth in general. Um, I think that one of the things, because I've I've been, I mentioned when, when primarily Adam and I were discussing kind of like the popular figures that I was reading books by uh, Simon Sinek and uh, right now Adam Grant, and he actually talks about like change movers and the nonviolent movement. So <clears throat> he talks about like the unseating of Mubarak in uh, in Egypt, and uh, and uh, there was also there were several coups that were taken around the world. But um, yeah, he mentioned a couple of them, and that and that they used like a lot of like effective symbolism and basically things to undermine the power vision that the government was imposing on the people i think that what's interesting is in spite of all of this and in spite of enjoying that book i still hold firmly that change in the west would be different or at least require a different approach and i'm gonna say that my reason <clears throat> one of my primary reasons for believing that is that in every example given throughout history that we're given readily throughout history where uh, a change was needed, a, uh, some sort of coup was taken, um, and it was successful, they 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 tended to be nonviolent, but the coups were being had against violent oppressors. 
And so they were combating violence with nonviolence. I think that what we have right now is different. We have nonviolent psychological warfare being used. We have marketing campaigns and and the the denial of truth and the denial of information being used uh, against us. <clears throat> and I think that that is why violence is a potential appropriate response because we're not strong enough to retaliate in the same psychological manner, right? Like they, they're mm. already putting using the symbolism. They're already putting the, that, that one of the, the you know, lines that he used was fucking putting food coloring in the fountains because it, 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 it shows that there's imperfections within the, the power structure. And yeah, that was something, it's small things that people can do to show that there is a rebellion. So like the clenched fist being raised, that's being used now a lot in the United States for revolution that was used to unseat Mubarak in Egypt. Yeah. So like there's those kinds of things are, are prevalent right now by our government though. Our government is using those tactics, those ones that were used to undermine violence right now. And so that's why I'm not sure that nonviolence would benefit or, or have the outcome we're looking for. Well, I think that if you look at any system that's undergone a revolution, we're looking at a lot of the same tapestry as what our society is going through now. I mean, if you look at the Russian Revolution, massive wealth disparity, um, you know, segregation of people, uh, you know, maybe not to the same extent that things are happening today. You know, you could also reference, um, you know, uh, the French society during their revolution as well. I mean, massive wealth gap. Uh, but I, I just don't think that uh, a violent revolution ever really has a um, uh, democratic outcome. You know, generally, if you're going to result to violence, you're, you're going to want all the power. And that's that's where, like, for me, I, I look at, um, you know, more violent options of, you know, retaliating against certain government choices or, uh, you know, things you know, it, it always results in, you know, martyrs, things of that nature. In addition, if the revolution is successful, the amount of violence that had to go into it generally has to keep it together. And that results in, you know, his, historically, um, you know, genocides, mass murder, mass graves, and that's why, like, I, I, I don't think a society established on violence would ever really have, you know, the morals to stand up and uh, be a properly functioning society. Because you could always go back to your roots and say, well, if violence was okay here, you know, why wouldn't it be okay here? And then th that, that line mm -hmm. gets more blurry over time. You know what I mean? How do you... How, how, how would you say that society developed then because i would argue that it did develop through violence oh, i think that one of the things we're going to talk about on absolutely. friday obviously is the violence you know, 800 pound gorilla in the room which is the 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 215 children in, yep. the, in yeah. the unmarked grave in kamloops i it, I, I agree yeah. it doesn't necessarily have to continue like that though that's what i'm saying i, I would agree you know I, I i agree wholeheartedly that yeah. violence is a huge part of human history yeah like we and, have politics now well yeah i mean you and can it's go being back. used wrong <laughs> exactly 
You know, like we, we should have politicians that are so adverse to conflict that, you know, we, they'd rather make programs rather than throwing people under the bus, you know, do what they're elected to do. But instead, we have probably the most corrupt federal government that Canada has ever had, uh, you know, running, a, you know, a bunch of, um, you know, equally corrupt businesses. And here's sure. the thing, yeah. you know, a violent response to that. And also province-wide, right? Yeah. From, like, Doug Ford owning the sticker company to Kenny and his fucking Sky Palace dinners. Yeah, and... I'm sorry. I'm finding it difficult to find words. I'm 80 hours into a water fast. Yeah, we didn't so, mention yeah. that before. Yeah, but... no, I, I didn't want to. I don't want to be that guy. But, like, I'm a little I'm a little hurting. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, You're almost it, there. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I think in a lot of ways we could really hold government accountable in a nonviolent way. And, you know, I think that the threat of violence is definitely a good tool to utilize. But like I said, when you muddy the waters with true violence, once that line's broken, I I don't see any successful historical society uh, survive from a violent, um, you know. The French Revolution was incredibly violent. I was just going to say, how did that end? They are arguably one of the more socially democratic states. Well, they're also not they're a democracy. They're law. also a democracy now. They're not a dictatorship, right? Yeah. So but their, their approach undergone... to law is also way more proposive, right? Like, it, it's a way more progressive system. Yeah. It's the same law that the that the Quebec use, right? Like they... I completely agree. And, you know, I, I just... You know, the, 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 the Napoleon actually, during that revolution, opened fire with cannons on protesting civilians. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, that's the kind of shit that I'd rather not see. But that's that government violence that, like, the people, the people had nothing to do but respond nonviolently to government violence, right? Like... All I'm saying is, like, you look at North Korea, and North Koreans are not violently uprising, but they're also not seeing any progress, right? Like, when you're when you're kept down by using psychological warfare, that is a different tactic altogether. And so I I don't maybe, know what you maybe mean justify when you say what it. this psychological warfare is. I mean, like, you brought it up a few times. Like, so how, how do you think we're getting psychologically fucked here? Well, I think, I, I would agree I, with I think, that. Yeah. Democracy is an illusion because we vote for a party, not a person. The party we vote for doesn't have to be honest in any of its statements and can't be held to account for anything it says at any point in time. The only way, uh, the only mode of accountability is voting, but you're voting on a false premise. So you actually are not voting for anything at any point in time. And you're not voting really with any values. You're not voting with anything. All you're doing is you're voting for the person you hope is the least, uh, the, the most likely to do the least corrupt shit. Right. And at the end of the day, you're guessing because the person who's at the front isn't the person you're voting for anyways. And at he least can be in lying Canada. through his or her teeth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they can do whatever they want. So that's a complete farce. And then they hold up systems to try and maintain the illusion. The RCMP is one of the primary systems, but the entire legal system itself is a joke. Right. And and it's a self-perpetuating one at that. And we've talked many times about how absurd some of the laws are and how dumb they were written, why they were designed and how they were how they were designed specifically to oppress people. And at the end of the day, the 
the people now who control the message, it's always been this way, right? It, uh, Pre-1490s, the, the church could do and say whatever the fuck it wanted. The reason why the, uh, they had to rewrite the, uh, the church, the King James Bibles, uh, they had to rewrite the Bible, rather, um, in 1614 or 1612 was because the message was getting skewed too much because the printing press was now available and people could read so they wanted to get the right message across one that they could keep uniform but it's all about controlling the message and unfortunately the powerful the government this entire farce that's been put up also controls the messaging system so everything that comes at us could be true but we have to investigate it first and then you go another layer deeper and add our education systems um outside of bc who's one the pro is the one province who's implemented it i think ontario had implemented it prior to ford and then they reversed it back to their 96 standard but they uh they stopped teaching you how to think and they just started they they taught you what to think which was the original purpose of the educational institutions mind you but it's the one that's the most problematic because if you don't know how to find the truth, now you can't sift through their marketing and find the actual uh, information that you need to extract, meaning that you're at their mercy at all times. The entire system is designed to oppress people with an average or below average intelligence. Oh, absolutely. No doubt about it. And that's why it's psychological warfare because really you have to have specific advantages in order to avoid being like taken a uh, taken over by the 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 messaging well isn't like laws of the jungle just the same i mean like if you think about it i mean i mean to a degree people will show their true colors a lot quicker with a gun to their head i think that uh like metaphorical or otherwise, right? Okay, like, so let's ask this. What would your... I mean, you're, you're talking like coup, revolution, whatever, but like once all that's done... I don't done, like the idea of violence. Just to put that out yeah, there. Yeah, I like I, the I idea of, all... of threatening violence in a very specific and very creative way. The example I'll use is in the greatest iteration of Batman, The Dark Knight... Um, when that is the, the Joker, greatest iteration of Batman. Yeah, yep. when the Joker uh, uh, makes it uh, makes the people decide on the boats who they're going to blow up, right? It was the threat of violence without actually perpetuating any violence that caused that whole thing to to. But I I genuinely don't think anybody in today's society I don't think there would be a boat that wouldn't press the button. Um, mm. but. That's what I would like to see is people come to an agreement at the barrel of a gun because otherwise, basically, they they had to make those decisions and the inmates made the right decision as well, right? But I, I'm getting a little far from the point. The, the reason why I think threatening violence is an option is because I see it as the only one remaining. We can't threaten anything else. We can't organize as well as they can get us to organize because they control the messaging. So, and and then we have these social media machines, which 
the algorithms were blind to, and then they isolate us into groups that don't benefit coups, takeovers, and social change, but rather perpetuate the same problem, and we have no way of getting out of that cycle. So at the end of the day, someone needs to be threatened, and they need to change this because... There are people in power that have that ability and they are choosing But what not would to. some of the first changes you'd want to make be? I mean like it's 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 great to say that I we, would like to see you know, full full scale I think this is something that you would agree with immediately. Full scale financial accountability for the government. I want to see I want every penny accounted for. I want a full scale audit and I want it online and I want it done in plain language which means that we calculate the average reading level of the Canadian and that's how the paper has to be written. Facts and no opinion. We wow. need it uh, yeah. present online at all times so people are aware of where <laughs> it's going. I want to know how much money we're using to kill innocent Palestinians. I want to know how much money we're, uh, we're spending uh, abroad that we could be spending providing healthy drinking water to our First Nations communities. I want, I want to know where my tax dollars are going. I want to understand why the churches in Canada have $3 billion in tax credits every year. I, I want to understand this better. And I want to see point for point where it goes. I want to also have every public official's books open as well. So if I click on Trudeau or or Freeland or any of their name, I can see every penny accounted for because it's my money. It's your money. This is our money. We get deserve to see where it's going. We're the business owners. They're the fucking employees. And yep. I want to see this accountable. And... Then, based off of our findings, that's where I might impose a handful of very much the head-on-the-stake kind of euphemistic violence where we take a few examples of the worst and we make like the if we find anybody involved in the global pedophile ring, which has to be at this point just all too clearly existing, I don't oh. think that's a tinfoil hat thing anymore. No. And... Well, Jeffrey Epstein alone. Well, of course, but I mean, like if, there's, if there's a Canadian official or a powerful person and we can find that, at this point, an example is going to be made. Because mm. that's now our dollars that made taxpayers complicit in this nonsense, and we need to rip them apart. We'll do it old school. One horse runs one way, one horse runs the other. So you're, right? you're on board with capital punishment too, eh? In in a very, very, very limited scope. Mm. I need to have 100% certainty. The exception... Yeah, I don't know if I'd have an exception to that. Okay. So... so uh, but what, what crimes would be... Uh, I, don't, I don't know that I would... I would want it as an example only because I would imagine that... I can't... You can't have it for certain things. Like, I think the United States is far too open for it. And I think capital punishment... I don't know that it, I actually do agree with it. I just agree with the sense of... Uh, I don't know a good way to word this. Almost like... Part of Canadian honor code. They disgraced the honor of our country, of our dollars, of our of our people, of our being... And you can't undo what you did. If you were, if we can find someone who's involved in a ring like that, I think that at that point, you don't have to inflict the violence directly. 
but drop them in an Antarctica. Antarctica. I don't know why that I stumbled on that word so hard. So the penguins are gonna get them. Yeah, get them with the penguins. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I just I just don't think they deserve to live. What what I found very interesting is uh, Bill Gates's wife um, and her defense crew uh, through this divorce they're going through. Yeah. Um, it's it's coming to the news much much more that. Bill Gates has had, uh, you know, uh, a quite close relationship with Jeff Epstein. Mm. And uh, it's rather interesting because, like, he's gone on the news saying, oh, I don't even know who he is. And then, like, there's all these mysterious articles showing up and pictures showing up, likely from her defense team, because yeah. she's going to take really? him for probably everything he's got. But you got to wonder, like, what was seen? What was said? What was what happened you know like obviously she knew he was hanging out with jeffrey epstein but more obvious than that international government agencies are involved yep and this is where that accountability that's why finding the dollars and cutting them off that's the thing is that it's it's not just the audit we need to be able to act off of what we find. Yeah. And I want to go, if I can see that, that, that like an obvious money trail, we should be able to turn it off. That doesn't necessarily need violence then if we can turn it off, but we need either the power to turn it off or turn off the people abusing it. Fair. Right. And that's the problem is I genuinely don't believe I will ever have, or anybody of good conscience will ever have access to the power to turn off the money flow i think it's easier to turn off the people doing it well it's just so easy to move money nowadays especially with bitcoin that you know even if you did try to financially bugger these guys there's a million and one ways they can work around it yeah and you know from buying gold and sitting on it to buying bitcoin and having a thumb drive you know, there's 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 not a real way you can financially you would you would have to have behind you know if i had a hundred people spread out across this country i think that there would be a way of me but we would have to communicate i guess via an old video game or some shit but uh (laughs) but uh i don't i think it would be possible to at least really take a direct shot at the banking industry via insurance companies but because they're so fragile yeah and they don't want it to be known how fragile they are like you go to all the private insurance province right provinces like ontario and alberta you could you could demolish a lot like they're like, very you, fragile what are you talking about here like like exactly like the, anything that would be covered that's also hard to investigate so if you know certain statistics like the average rcm rcmp solve rate for nonviolent crimes is roughly 21 percent um, and the average solve rate for violent crimes is 51%. What happened to we always get our man? Yeah, we don't almost ever. Um, <laughs> Fuck. But especially in nonviolent crimes, which means you have an 80% chance. And it's not like it's just a 80% chance average. It means that there's a lot of stupid people committing crimes, which are the ones that they're catching. Yeah. Right? So it's not that difficult to isolate a handful of places that happen to be insured by one bank that's underwriting that also happens to owe a lot or be bankrolling other other institutions right so it wouldn't take much more than a few months of planning and yeah but uh, all they're gonna do is demand another bailout and we're gonna give it to them well and that's the problem right but if you keep putting your government in a position where they have to do it at some point (laughs) the the 
it's gonna uh, cave. people are going to have to get louder i'm like i need the numbers need to grow you need to take it more directly to them like i don't that's the thing if you can't turn off the flow of money then you have to turn off the people controlling the flow and that's 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 what like i'm a i'm a huge fan of the punisher i'm also a huge fan of the joker i'm even wearing my joker hat today mm-hmm. um but uh the daredevil series when they in season two when they introduced the punisher it's the single greatest I, I think season of anything I could watch it again and again it's excellent they have a scene on the rooftop and it's an ideological conversation that like gives me when chills every down, time they stay down exactly <laughs> like you can't you can't be the decider you can't be the judge jury who gives you the right and he goes when you hit them, they get back up. When I hit them, they stay down. And that's the fucking difference. And just for those nonsense, racist motherfuckers who think U.S. agents should have been the next cap, and then you still wear Punisher shit, Frank Castle would fuck his shit up. He's a corrupt military member who killed a civilian Frank's murking that motherfucker like there's no tomorrow. You don't know shit about comics. Side note. Sorry. Side note. Side <laughs> note. You don't get to wear that shirt. Yeah. Sorry. Because I know a lot. Of, I've seen TikToks of cops who were like, U.S. agent should have been. It's a new world. He should have been the next one. And I know you haven't yeah. seen the series yet, so I won't go into why. But yeah. But yeah. Frank Castle would fuck his shit up. Um, Here's my thing, man. I mean, like. <laughs> In a lot of ways, violence like might look like the only option, but I, I really think that you know society as a whole needs to understand that you know certain things are scarce, and you know you can't treat other people different because of how they look. And you know I think if those two things were understood internationally and accepted, we could really move on a lot past these religious barriers. These but that's the yeah, that change a lot. battles yeah. and you know it, it's never going to happen but that's um, only it's never going to happen because we can't control the flow and that flow but of you're, money you're basically and suggesting too. we have a violent coup I, and then, i'm not i'm not saying oh, well, we could also just accept our fate <laughs> right like i mean we, you watch the matrix right i don't think it's much different than that although i don't think we're actually in a matrix but realistically the cycle redoes itself every so often because we have a violent uprising that challenges the status quo and it actually seems as the dust is settling that things are going to be better and there's some token handouts to a select few who then tend to push the message that things did actually get better while ignoring the amount of people that really fucking screwed up over again and then they control and redo it all and this has been happening for for i mean from what you can see three hundred thousand years humans have been alive so probably around that around that yeah i mean society's probably at least twenty five thousand years so yeah well even in like a tribal society where you're nomadic i mean you're gonna have an uprising like when the when the elder gets too old and you want to fuck the bitches, like there's going to be violence, you know, like, <laughs> patricide in uh, Islamic communities through history is uh, it's an outstanding statistic. Like you're eight times more likely to get murdered by a family member if you were Muslim and uh, wealthy uh, back in time. You know, it was Weird. <laughs> really interesting to look at. But you know, I I don't think money is the reason 
we should be going about this. I think it's it's a whole reset. I don't think that honestly, financial uh, was that a right wing right wing saying something about a great reset there. Well, I, it's gonna happen. We're printing money like it's going out of style. Yeah, inflation's gone up two percent more than the government estimated already. Uh, we're printing more money. Trudeau's printed more money than every fucking prime minister before him combined. And we're going to look at this and say, oh, it's going to be fine. Uh, lumber's already skyrocketed 300% in and price. And we just had tariffs added on to them again. To yeah, we're fucking... It, we're fucked. If you have any money that's set aside, take it out of your savings account, buy some gold and silver. And that's my opinion, because here's the thing. I mean, it, it's going to come to a point where inflation is going to basically uh, it's, you can see it over generations you know it's 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 happened i mean yeah. your parents bought their house in st albert for what i paid for this one just like my parents oh. and it, you look at that you're oh. like fuck you fuck you oh. fuck you and, and then they're you know like, what the interest making, rates were higher yeah. and you're like oh really oh that's really too bad you know yeah. interest rates were but high oh no in, in something your, like your education was four grand or paid for yeah. by the you know like it's just it, it, it pisses me off. It's ridiculous. Meant though. something. Yeah, that too. You yeah. know, your, your education will get you in the door or get you, uh, you know, an opportunity. But like now, it's just an abundance of education. In fact, over education, we've yeah. created that 60% into a business. Of Canadians have a fucking undergraduate degree, which means that, and and there are not. 60% of job market re that actually ah, require it. It's because we were lied to when we were kids. Uh, mm -hmm. We were told that stay away from drugs and go to school and everything will be great. Oh, if we just did drugs and didn't go to school, life yeah. happens. <laughs> yeah, we would have changed the world. Oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm kidding. Can I have a participation trophy for showing up stone? Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, ask the boomers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys will hear my rant in on Friday on that Oh, one, it was so, good. It was yeah. uh, a heavy metal rant, man. Hell yeah. yeah. You know, I, I just, I'm just sick of people that, you know, we look at this situation that we've created in this country with our indigenous um, communities, and the, the, their only response is to continuously pay off, uh, continuously and pay. And I think that, you know, a nonviolent way to maybe change that would be to maybe oversee where that money's going. Maybe instead of sending all that money, set up social systems like you're saying. Yep. You know, maybe create jobs and, you know, getting proper roadworks in there. That would result in exactly. systemic yeah, change yeah, yeah. that they don't want. Hmm. I mean, this is the thing is I commend the, the First Nations communities for basically his, and historically responding nonviolently to a bunch of incredibly violent colonialists. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, up until the 90s, they were pretty chill. And even still, there's and it was not, only for a couple of weeks. Yeah, and and now they're being called violent for barricading their own territory to make sure it doesn't get mined. Like it, it's. I don't. I don't know. I don't think that violence is a good a good answer to anything ever. I I in fact in law didn't even want to be the litigator i wanted to be the mediator litigators the violent way mediators the negotiator because i genuinely believe in pie expansion the problem is, is the people in power don't the people in power don't i need them to keel over and get the fuck out of the way <laughs> and that's the problem yeah. see like what like, would happen if we just like everyone Thanos in the system your fingers just, boom they're gone and now <laughs> we have like 
late 20s 30 year old guys in there or girls or whoever it would change everything like that 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 might be a better way to do things get the get the infinity gauntlet just mark everyone over 55 i don't i i never got this thing where like the president or like (laughs) the the prime minister has run it you know once your crystal turns clear you fucking show up to reprocessing yeah yeah, exactly Well, I just love that the whole time, like <laughs> Thanos is going planet to planet, presuming all everybody's going to eat out, eat through their resources, never really minding at what stage in their evolution or growth of a, as a population that they're yeah. actually at. And he never also considered once he got the gauntlet, I don't know, doubling the resources. Fucking selfish prick! Like, oh, have the people. It's the only thing you have. The the you could go back in time. Even you could actually just reduce the the population naturally, like in an organic way, because you have the time stone, you have the reality Free stone. It. You could make the planets all twice the size. So you wouldn't even have to artificially double the fucking resources. Just now, all of a sudden, the distance between all the atoms is double the size as it once was. So we're now farther apart. Although that would also double the R size. So not... That would fuck with physics. Yeah, it would really. But he also has the stone to do that. He has all of the power. He could have done it. It's just he wanted the easy way. He was very narrow-minded because he grew up in violence and that's all he knew. He saw that scarcity resulted regardless of how many... Uh, like how much resources there were. Scarcity will always happen. And I think he'd argue, you know, he'd be like... If you double the resources, it's only a matter of time. Yep. You know? And I don't think killing half the people worked either. I mean, if we're talking about Marvel, which I'm all all for, uh, but what, what really chirped me was they, they knocked off Iron Man. He's my favorite character. So. Yeah. Well, so sad. I think that the funny thing is, is, is the... Because I know you hadn't seen the Falcon yet, and I, I won't spoil any part of it. And we kind of talked off air about this uh, before this, but like the the way that that they did the the whole like snap away thing for those five years, there's some sentiment in the Falcon and Winter Soldier that there was relative peace on Earth because there were no borders because there was huge labor shortages everywhere so people were flown all over the planet and congregated in cities in order to fill those roles and then basically for five years were like contributing to society and building families and all of this shit and then you know then everybody gets snapped right back and then all of a sudden the U.S. government's like, hey, all those people who have been here for so long, uh, we're going to put all of our resources into sending you into camps and sending you back to countries that have been undeveloped for five fucking years. <laughs> and if... if and then, and then there's the Flag Smashers who are coined as a terrorist organization and are non-violent uh, for... predominantly non-violent for most of the series. And it's like... They're they're still called terrorists. They're, why why, why wouldn't you want to like like unify humanity? But the, I mean, but that's like, the, it, but going that's the through everything thing. in the Marvel universe, you're, you, 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 New York was invaded by giant flying fish because of Loki. <laughs> like that that alone would would fucking. <laughs> Most yeah. people would be like, "Hey, we gotta get a, like, we gotta get like, we got sky we got, roaches, we got sky yeah. roaches, bros. <laughs> like, we gotta figure this shit out." No, but Yo, Ultron, Ultron almost crashing a meteorite into the planet. Yeah, still, no, we got our religion in the way and, and all dropped, that shit. Well, it wasn't a meteorite; he dropped a country. He lifted it up in the air and then yeah. dropped back down again. Yeah, yeah. that. that. Yeah. And Ultron's yeah. probably my favorite uh, b- bad guy because, like, 
he ultimately, I, I think he's coming back too because they had his head. You saw there was a little, uh, there's a little fucking uh, like Easter egg in one of the uh, one of the movies. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's just he's pragmatic and he understands that you know humanity it ultimately is a cycle and the only way to break that cycle is to kill everybody. you know exactly uh but uh you know in a lot of ways a lot of uh like terminator is a lot like that too any really isaac asimov kind of yep. you know story you know you're, you're looking at that yeah but uh you know i i just think that ultimately thanos fucked up you well, know but- like he had ultimate power and but it was relative achieved peace. one goal but it was relative peace that's the thing people missed people that was the worst part is he just left them with their memories yeah that was the only mistake he made genuinely like if they didn't have the memory of the loss people got got together they built they prospered like the people who were left survived and did well it it's the memory of what we lost, of what we once had, and then also the relative fragility of knowing that you could have been one of the ones snapped away. But I think also kind of interesting in all the undertones is that you've got the U.S. government that's now forcing these people out of their homes after they've been set up here for these people who haven't contributed in this area and and really don't live here. And if you really just added 1,300 Uh-oh. years, you might for a second sympathize with the Palestinians because the US government is doing the same fucking thing in Israel right now or more correctly in Palestine but those Israeli TikTok chicks are so fucking hot man (laughs) (laughs) oh my god how how do they buddy it's unbelievable like you're like there's there's tens and I've seen a few I thought yeah and then you (laughs) if you haven't seen this this is Israeli (laughs) defense league officers that yeah. are are straight up like some of the hottest models you would ever see in your life and they're you do their literal line is do i look like i would kill an innocent like yeah <laughs> bitch you got a gun of course you do of course you do you've I, got a gun and i just you think are it's crazy. hilarious that this is the is this is israel and this is how they want israel portrayed well, yeah, you know, because if you can get the fucking southern Texans on board with Israel, you've got that gun right going. Yeah, uh, it's a good time. It's freedom there. It's a good gun. Uh, yeah. But, you know, like I, I just think it's hilarious that, like, you know, there's all this genocide going on there, and there's these people prancing around as, you know, influencers wearing military garb. It's just, it's totally tone deaf, in my opinion. Yep. I mean, like, if you look at it, you know, good for you. You're standing up for your country. You know, you're standing up for, you know, what you believe is right. But at the end of the day, it's at the cost of another human. You know, it, back in time, you know, in the First World War, if, uh, if if a pilot shot down another pilot, you know, and the pilot ejected, they wouldn't shoot the guy in the parachute. You know, it was it was it was considered more of a gentleman's the means of war. Exactly. It was considered more of a gentleman's agreement, you know, and it was part of the Geneva Convention. But beside the point. You know, there can be conflict that can be, you know, amicable and honorable. But, you know, when you look at how this is going on, where you're literally going to throw a grenade into a fucking uh, ambulance and then the next day you get these fucking models posing in, 
you know, tactical airsoft gear. And they're like, oh, look, we're so cute. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, what do you... And Biden sent $760 million worth of weapons there last week. So. Oh, Trump sent way more than that, Oh, too. yeah. But I just mean, like, yeah. now that it's being TikToked about and the world's, like, starting to see what's going on, it they're still sending money. Like, it does... This is, I just don't TikTok know. How do we cut off the flow? Like... What I is, honestly don't know, man. Like, do we just all stop paying taxes altogether and just say, Because I no, think that might be the only solution, you, but the fucked, problem is, like, is then you have to opt out of capitalism. You basically have to give up everything you stand for because that, if that, that's the only nonviolent approach. Well, I, I, don't, I, I don't see another one. I don't think that that's the only nonviolent approach. The only I, potentially impactful. Well, I mean, I, the, the, I also the don't think taxes the, are very capitalist. So realistically, opting out of them would be kind of a capitalist thing to do. But if you but, opt out of taxes, can you still show up for work? Because now you need work. Like for you, it's a little different. But for most people, they get paid with the taxes already coming off. True. You would have to then... Like, it's actually on the employers. So here's the thing. I have a little conspiracy. I genuinely think that the government thought a, a coup was coming. And by incentivizing employers to hire people back with a 25%, by covering 25% for the next year of their salary, what they're doing is forcing them onto the books. So rather than paying them off the books, they're ensuring of keeping them on the books, which means that we can't. Because that's... That's how you keep them on the tit. If, in my opinion, if we had all the employers on board, because m most employers are middle class and just as fucked as we are. What so I would have liked Alberta, to see is yeah, that 25% that they're paying be in addition to what the business has to pay you. Yeah. Because uh, that would honestly, like, I, I mean, you're just going to print more money and there's that other side of things that's brutal. I, 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 but you're also getting the like. Where, where's this like? There's no incentive, a, really. Well, and, and here, you know? here's here's the fun one, right? It's a slippery slope. If they cover twenty five percent now and the businesses get used to it, they're not going to be able to survive when they pull it away. It's a social program that's a slippery slope. Oh yeah. So these dumb fucks that have been pulling away social programs from the people give it to the businesses again. And it's just another way of keeping us all domesticated. Yeah. Keeping us in the zoo that we'll also talk about on Friday. Or did we talk about that on this one? No. Friday. No. no definitely. Friday. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, nice. We go back to back and then we decide which one's going what day. So. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I just think that like from a from an anarcho-capitalist viewpoint. I, I, I think that, you know, religiously or, you know, race-wise, whatever you want to identify as, you know, you should be able to, and there shouldn't be a stigma. And I think what a lot of good that would have come out of, you know, snapping your fingers and removing half the planet and then having them all work together is exactly that. Yeah, you know, together. and I, I think that humanity can work together. I, I, I just think that personally, I, I, I believe this since I was a kid. The only way humanity's going to ever learn how to work together is if there's an enemy an greater than humanity. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, and that's that's unfortunate, but that ties right into violence. You know, like, like the only way humanity is going to get a, better it's, is but it's not violent a war direct, with another right? species. You it's know, it's a threat of violence. Yep. the threat of violence could work to bring us all together. And so you kind of just acknowledged what, it, but you just don't think it should come from underneath. You think it should about, come from above. How about we like <laughs> we like 
basically <laughs> fake an alien invasion. Dude, I've been saying that's a I I oh I was looking into that conspiracy <laughs> for years. There's hologram. They got uh, satellites up there. They're configuring them. It's going to be a big hologram I, light I, show. Oh my god! Okay, so there's a a movie or is it a series? It's a short series on Amazon, and I got to remember what it's called. <sighs> I can't right now, but the premise is there's this former military guy, and he. Uh, he he gets arrested um, for war crimes. He gets off, and then he gets arrested again, and this time for for uh, uh, kidnapping and supposedly killing someone, and they have it on film at a bus stop. Um, I'm going to spoil it now because I haven't given anybody the title, so I can't really tell you what the fuck's going on, but basically the premise was was the... The second one, the first, the first video of him committing war crimes, basically like shooting an unarmed civilian, was uh, was deep faked to get him off the hook, so that they could set him up for a live deep fake. As in, they accessed the cameras and were at the same time embedding a video they had made a week prior using what's called a cut for a scene. So they used a bus stop, which goes at a regiment because it stops at the exact same time every week so that they could cycle one camera feed minutes, uh, minute time and not lose the tracking. So it was, it was impossible to track and you could deep fake something in real time. If we were to dress what? up and, and in like you find a couple of actors, most of them are out of work. We've already touched on this. We yeah. can get some really good actors who can fake a fucking weird gate. A gate is how you walk. And, uh, and it was, it's largely what's <sighs> been used to discredit all of the fucking Bigfoot, uh, uh, claims. Yeah. But, and then just put on some weird mask and helmet shit and we deep fake in real time that they can disappear and reappear. We could actually potentially fake some sort of alien shit to at least stoke some fear. But what they should be doing is raiding bank vaults or some shit like that. Like you have to do something high level yeah. of a crime that they can get away with. But also why would they be going after capital? So we got to re we got to think this through a little bit. Yeah. We got to make it logical, but it could be precious metals. Cause you could Ooh. argue they're rare. Yeah. Uh, but you could also go after... You would think they'd go after lithium mines or something like diamonds, that, Diamonds, you know, it could be anything, you know, any any resource yeah. you could argue is scarce. How about our oil? Yeah. <laughs> they, don't even, they don't even want that. <laughs> aliens sneaking into fracking Them mines. aliens <laughs> taking our oil. Oh, shit. Price is going up. Barrels are going up. Yeah, you know who's going to war with the aliens, right? Yeah, I mean oh, that shit. is literally who he sent to go and deal with uh, the the giant fucking uh, what was it meteorite in Armageddon? Yeah. Was a bunch of oil riggers uh, <laughs> yeah. like Bruce Willis? Go up there, and <laughs> drill. <laughs> you, you got this. <laughs> Don't want to close too, it's too my hard to, eyes. It's, it's you know you know what's really really an easy job to get is an astronaut. It's super hard to train those fucking morons to do some drilling. What oh, we should man. get is get a fucking grease monkey and train him to be a goddamn astronaut <laughs> to save the world. Fuck. And after all that, Ben Affleck lived. Ugh. <laughs> Kill Ben Affleck there, and I bet a lot of world's problems disappear. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. poor Ben. Yeah, well, maybe he wouldn't have fucked up Batman so bad. That was actually the worst movie I've ever seen. It was so bad. I saw the redo of like the Snyder Cut. It was like four hours, but it was 
really good. Did you see the... Uh, it was. I'm not sitting for four they hours. They built it around Cyborg, and Cyborg's got the coolest story. So I just... I Did really you like see him. the uh, Superman where Buddy lands in like Eastern Europe? It's like Crimson something, they call him. I don't no. know. There was an animated series. It Crimson was really good. Something? Yeah. Oh, okay. I can't yeah. remember what it was called. They called him like Crimson whatever. But like all of our heroes are also violent. They just don't kill. So they're super violent, but up to the point of not not committing capital punishment, which makes people like the the anti-heroes, the punishers, the deadpools. Oh, the... Red Sun. That's what it was. Well, that's a very different name than we Yeah, had. sorry. <laughs> Crimson <laughs> I worked and Red Crimson is pretty... in there, you know. Yeah. yeah. I was saying Crimson Dynamo. Oh, uh, okay. that's why. Cuz he's also Soviet and a robot. Mm. Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah. I don't. I just. I don't know if there's a way. I don't know if there's a way of changing anything. I just don't know that. I don't think that nonviolence is gonna be successful until we can control a message. Which means that, like, there are ways. There are ways to do it. Yeah. There were like college students who like invented a platform where you could make uh, individual videos and put them out there and nobody would regulate them and you could then, you know, challenge regular consumer base, but then they sold it to fucking Google, right? The problem is, is it's money wins. Money wins and and again, I'm, I'm going to say this several times on Friday, but it's like, because the the people who achieve the success, the people who get the, build those platforms, make the things that could help the people, uh, they've gone through the meat grinder and they're no longer who they were when they started. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to leave my line till Friday because I like it. Yeah, I, you I, know, I, I, I think it's uh, it's unfortunate. I, I, I did appreciate that line you used. I don't want to spoil don't it. Don't say but, it. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think that, you know, in a lot of ways, you know, violence might look like the only option to fixing these issues. Yeah. And, you know, I think that it, it can't be the only option. I know? know. I don't want it to be. Like, but, like but I I always think even if you used the threat appropriately, I've always thought about that. Like, what if, what if you just made it seem like that? So, like, Iron Man 2 has a good example of this, right? Never actually committing the atrocities... But everybody thinks that the Mandarin yeah. is behind everything. Never doing anything. He's a fucking drunk Brit, right? The threat is really what it was that got everybody terrified. Yeah. And I'm thinking all you have to do is feign power well enough, which is why ISIS was an interesting one because they weren't even committing a lot of the atrocities they were taking credit for it they were just taking credit because it kept their name out there as the powerful well, threat. they were also pretty fucking ruthless well so. they were ruthless yeah. where they were located but yeah. it's not like they were located in a lot of the places like they maybe those people subscribed to some of those ideals but they weren't active members right that they're patrolling the streets and cutting heads off in the uk and shit yeah i mean but I just I, I'd like to think that there's a nonviolent approach, but I do think that threats are nonviolent. I think inherently it's a form of self-defense, right? In my opinion, one of the ways that I've defended myself when I was in high school, because like we've talked about being bullied, and I've also mentioned that like I went through martial arts, that's where I went I got my confidence, and I got my black belt when I was in grade eleven. 
And I also had my biggest growth spurt that summer. So like I went from like five, seven to six, one or I had to register my body as a lethal weapon. Yeah. Actually, (laughs) you had to, you had to actually, I had to carry a card for five years after getting your black belt. Yeah. Um, because yeah, you're a registered weapon, so you can only act in self-defense. Yep. And, and that's the problem. Well, it's not a problem, but, but that's, but that's what I mean is it gave me the confidence to let people know and that was a good enough threat to diffuse situations a lot of the time where, where, I mean, I even joked about it where I had that one idiot in a truck who was tailgating me through a school zone <laughs> and he was like five, two and definitely overweight. And, and, uh, he gets out and he starts yelling and I was like, what are you going to do man? Like, what are you doing? I'm a black belt and I've I, like, I, I will, I will end you here. Just get back in your car and calm down. <laughs> and he, he, his response was was a dumbfounded, well, I'm not a black belt. <laughs> I, was, I laughed and I said, and I, and I said, I can see that. Yeah. Get back in your truck. <laughs> right? Like, and then that's how, like, we, there was some more yelling. Well, I'm not a black belt. But not until he was back in his truck. What? He started yelling again, but he was back in his truck safely. Right? Yeah. So, but, but it diffused an otherwise what could have escalated to violence. Yeah. And I think that that's why at some point, these hoity-toity little cunts that have been acting around like fucking viciously with our money parliament who are unnamed the law offices that do all of the work for government agencies and for politicians aren't named they're not named you can't find them directly you can find them indirectly and if there's anybody who's unemployed right now and wants to call and ask if there's going to be a conflict of interest because you're thinking of running for a provincial party just ask because they have to acknowledge if they have a conflict of interest and you'll see whether or not they're representing someone. They won't tell you who, but at least you'll understand that they are representing someone. Start outing them, right? Get like these fuckers out. in the mailbox? No, like, I don't mean no, killing people. I Jesus. Mean, uh, I, I mean... <laughs> Uh, I mean, outing the these. You just these, said outing. I'm just yeah, outing law firms. Like <laughs> God, <laughs> I mean, outing the powerful, the powerful who do these things in the shadows and then never get named. Right. The reason why Epstein is a name that's terrifying to a lot of powerful people is because he lived in the shadows. No one knew who the fuck he was. Nope. Right. And the same thing with uh, with Weiner, and the same thing with yeah. <laughs> with. Uh, with what's his nuts the the um, the Hollywood assault nut job um, uh, Weinstein Weinstein oh you know? yeah 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 right like these people were doing things in the shadows and and were always too big to fail and, and so but you know he, here's my opinion on this too there has to be people know what the fuck's going on of I mean oh with, there is with, yeah. with Weinstein there, there had to be at least twelve people that could have said something yep. that could have done something. And, you know, I think those people should be held almost to the same level of fucking... You'll never be able to prove that they knew. No, Knowledge I know, but... Knowledge is the hardest proof thing I, to have. But here's the thing. I mean, when fucking Seth MacFarlane's making jokes about Jeffrey Epstein... Yeah. And, or, uh, sorry, not Jeffrey Epstein. Harvey Weinstein. It's, yeah. All those names are similar. Man. I know, right? It's yeah. fucked up. The I Jewish think if you, if you have, like, that many syllables in your name, you might be a... No, that's not that's not it. Uh, but 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 here's the thing: like he, he clearly like went on like the Golden Globes or some shit, and he made some reference to they don't all these girls don't have to pretend to be fucking Harvey Weinstein's girlfriend anymore, yeah. and all these people laughed. Yeah. 
Courtney and, Love said stuff. You had uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, like oh, we're just making jokes about it. No, fuck you. Say something. Like yeah. uh, that. That's like if, if I was a famous celebrity and I was out at some fucking famous celebrity party and I saw someone like fucking raping someone else, my I guess, would go on the news the next day and be like, yeah, that fucking happened. My guess is that it's a story of a story that these writers are writing about, and Seth MacFarlane has the balls to put it out there. True. I like because I think that's what it is. Because at the end of the day day cartoons aren't held to the same account like you can't tell me that if they did a live action uh version of the fucking michael j fox zorro scene that that wouldn't be one of the most offensive <laughs> things ever made ever it was the funniest thing i think i've ever seen in my entire life oh, i love michael j fox yeah i grew oh. up with him and i share a birthday with him oh shit, uh, lucky happy you. birthday in a couple days buddy but uh oh your birthday is in a couple days yeah oh yeah, shit yeah. oh but, shit uh, but but yeah, it's 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 one of those those things where I think that you get the ability. He was he's able to say things through the like guise of a cartoon. The Simpsons got to do a lot of that stuff, right? Like where they could challenge certain things. Like uh, and it's it's one of those things. Futurama did it a lot as well. Yeah. South Park. South Park does it all the time. Well, right? I think South really Park any, does it more brilliantly than anybody. any art. I as always, any art you see in human history. You can always take with a satirical side to it too. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's 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 always like when you go through some of like Voltaire's literature. Yeah, it's all just like he literally got kicked out of Austria because he insulted their sausages. <laughs> like he he got like that. The guy was a fucking legend. But anyway, like it's it, it, it's it's common to have that, and I think we need more of that. Yeah, you know, I think we need we, those critiques that, that punch up, right? Exactly. Which is why, which is why we need those comedians that can get those voices and punch up. And we don't need we need the Dave Chappelle's, but they're burning out, right? We need the people who talk truth to power, the Robin Williams, the Jim Carries. They're burning out, or they're uh, or they're or they're flaming out, right? And yeah. uh, and and or they'd fucking died. Like George Carlin was a great one. We had yeah. Christopher Hitchens used to keep everyone. Robin account, Williams was really good right? too, man. And yeah, I mean, I miss Robin Williams so much. Every man. time I like my daughter loves listening to like Disney music and oh, I yeah? listen to like Prince Ali and all that stuff. And it's like every time I'm like, I just miss this guy because I remember like me Jack too, man. Like, and like I mean, we're both millennials. We grew up with a lot of Robin Williams movies. Every every few years, you know, be something new. The stand up, yeah. if Flubber, oh, Flubber yeah. was killer. Patch uh, Adams. Like, oh fucking, fucking Patch amazing. Adams, so good. Uh, what's the one? Good uh, Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. Uh, Goodwill Hunting has one of the best scenes ever, right? But also, that the premise of that movie is one of the most capitalistic things ever, ever devised. Where they go, like, how elitist can we can we come off? Oh my god, a janitor knows math? Let's make a whole movie about it. Like this yeah. lowly disgusting janitor knows math? Yeah. Wow. Like <laughs> who solved this equation? Yeah. yeah. But uh <laughs> but brilliant yeah. movie, but uh but You yeah. see you see the family guy where Peter everyone he touches turns into Robin Williams? Yes. No, no, I haven't. Oh my oh. god, it's amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're all telling quick jokes and yeah. pivoting between voices. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah, I mean he's fantastic, but yeah. but all of those people who spoke out, I mean Chris Rock used to do it all the time. He's he's retired from it, 
Seinfeld was always just observational comedy, so he wasn't really calling any status quo nah. out or anything. He's always been just kind of a toe the line guy. Yeah. Oh, but he, he's been a big name. Seinfeld's such a I fucking hate him. I love yeah, the show. I can't. I, I the show the like the way he talks to people, the way he treats people. He's just a fucking his douche. response when I, when I just don't his, like him. His first interview after they they uh, chose to go off the air, and he said, "So when you were canceled with the interviewer, I can't remember who it was." And he Larry goes, King. "Canceled." You think I was canceled? Can- yeah. Do you know who I am? Like, yeah, Jay, I know who you are. Canceled. You think I was can Like, the interview is almost like watching fucking yeah. uh, practice. You talking about practice? Like, it's almost like watching that all over again. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's. Yeah, kinda- that was on Larry I King. I just think he's very pedantic and I don't like him. Well, he's very that. pretentious, right? That. Like, yeah, he believes. Yeah, he's definitely got his, his head up his own ass. Yeah. But I think that there's. I still we, like when Kesha like ran up to him at like the Oscars oh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, can I have a hug? And he's like, no, no, but like, please. He's like, no, no. Fuck <laughs> but like we need Seth Rogen to keep doing what he's doing. Like they fucking challenged North Korea. They actually got added to a fucking international terrorist list. I love North that. Korea. That's amazing. Yeah. That was a great right? movie. That too. was cool. Like, yeah. Fuck. But like Sasha Baron Cohen is really the only one doing it. He's the only one who's pulling the line. There's other people out there that are like Bo is amazing, right? Uh, Daniel Sloss is is one of the up and coming ones, and he's phenomenal. <laughs> There's a lot of women that are coming up too that are doing it, but they're doing it more on a social spectrum as opposed to like a geopolitical a lot of the time. Yeah, and I understand that they've been they've been fucked politically and social uh, socially. So oh, there you go. Go go, go for whichever one. one. You yeah, have, <laughs> you've got a, a a lot of things to pick from. Fifty percent yeah. more. Yeah, there you go. Uh, we haven't uh, said it yet today. Day, but hey guess what guess who's fucked the most women yeah yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yep yep society fucks totally you guys the most. agreed yeah um and you know that the point you made on friday was very impactful uh, i gotta say that little quote you you dropped there yeah because like it, it's true unfortunately like most professional women are not you know the they have the, to they not have the to nice sacrifice. friendly yeah. you know they're, they're usually cold, cold. and yeah. you know I, I i work with a few professional women that are awesome yeah. and uh you know my company's fortunate to have you know quite a few of them and you know i uh i, I always kind of look at it and say you know it's i i don't really look at it that way i yeah. i don't i don't really see gender as being an issue but i work in an industry where you know it's it, it generally is male dominated well i find you that know, a lot like, of the powerful women are cold and a lot of the powerful men are fake i think a lot of the powerful men are just heartless yeah, you but know? they're fake because they yeah. don't show you that. No, outright, well, exactly. Right? So they're, they're they'll they pretend. They'll be like, "Oh, I donate yeah. to this." Well, yeah, yeah, like Elon Musk. Oh, he yeah. clearly Fucking... just wants to engage in slave or, uh, slave ownership. Well, no, and no, no, wants no. He's, to escape the planet to do it. He's he's right? different. Like, I would I would disagree with that. He's he, he's kind of a, an oddball. I mean, he's definitely a fucking oddball. I mean, he's he's got <laughs> well, the money to do a like, lot. It makes sense. I I found out he has got Aspergers. So that 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 yeah, that makes it, yeah. Or maybe like minor, like well, well yeah, he's, like, he's on the spectrum for yeah, sure. Yeah, so yeah. probably like Jim Jeffries level. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it explains a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, it doesn't. Ex- it doesn't explain the fact that you have more money than most countries combined, and you still haven't been able to give back to society without trying to find a way to make profit off of it. Like, <sighs> I just, I just can't get over that. At the end of the day, he's, everything he's doing is for himself. And and Bezos is is just as bad, if not worse. Um, I I just I can't 
you can't give them the benefit of the doubt anymore. My my dad brought this up. My parents love listening to our podcast. My parents brought up the fact I've ranted about boomers to them before. Well, what about all the good things? Why don't we talk about the good things? Why? You've already made trophies for yourselves. You put posters (laughs) up about all your good things everywhere. Oh my God, look at all the good stuff we did. Yeah, you guys have been doing that forever and never mentioning the shit. So we don't have to now mention it equally. It's like when... It's like the fucking kids who need a present on someone else's birthday. <laughs> like, oh, fuck, fuck off. Me, you don't man. need that. Like, but that's but that's what it feels like, right? It's like when 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 you talk to a social conservative about gays getting rights, so they're like, well, what do I get then if they get to marry? Well, what do you what do you mean what, what do you get? You've already what? had that. What? That's what they well, they I, get to I do want, it. I, I want, want to something. get super married. I want something. Yeah, I want to be super married and I want to have um extreme rights. Like uh <laughs> what is this? I got to have something cuz they're getting something. It's even. And you right? know, I, but I, that's I, what happens. I hate and, and people that are completely oh. tit for tat. Yeah, and my like, parents aren't like that most of the time. But they mentioned that in this one, probably yeah. because they took my rant a little personally, and no, it's not intended to that, right? And but, you know, I just, I just think that society operates in a tit for tat fashion yeah. enough that you don't have to have it in your fucking personal relationships. And well, that's the I, eye I, for I, an eye. I, I tell my wife this because she'll do the laundry, and then she'll be like, "Oh, it's your turn to do the dishes," and I'll be like, "Is this tit for tat? Like, well, you got to." do the dishes too no i'm kidding that's that's terrible. you gotta do the yeah. dishes too just do whatever yeah, you just just fucking just, help out yeah you know, like, I've, i'm never like that oh i just hit myself oh shin oh no no balls and the oh. balls oh. i'm gonna oh. feel that in a second i, I just uh, i did a hand gesture and i dropped it on my balls <laughs> wow oh. no it's uh yeah oh. anyway <laughs> Man, that unconscious mind is not very good at self-defense. No, that's... uh, (laughs) Don't even recognize your own fist coming. Yeah. (laughs) People uh, instinctively say ow when they feel something before the nerve knows it. You're just dropping hands on balls like this is like, fuck this! (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I don't think three white guys... Are gonna solve all the world's We're problems? Not solve anything. I just want to fucking get the convo going. I if, told, we, that's if, exactly if, if what I was gonna say. Something we can do that makes it easier to have. Fucking do it. Yeah. Approach us, right? Like yeah. have the conversation. Call. But this is the thing that I've met, I'll mention on the Friday one that I'll mention now is use your voice. Have a conversation. It's easier for us to use our voice, and we chose not yeah. to stay quiet anymore. Yeah. Right? And we don't know if what we're doing is going to be popular. We don't know if what we're going to do, if what we're doing is going to be successful. But at the end of the day, we're doing something. We're trying to do something to at least encourage some sort of conversation that isn't yeah. commercial in, in nature. And all like, I got to say is the last time that, you know, the upper echelons of society were really terrified was the uh, Occupy movement. Yeah, and you know, I think that that was a largely passive movement. I mean, maybe other than a few arrests and a few zaners that you know maybe did the wrong thing, but you know, in a large respect, we can get our voice heard to these people if we all work together. You know, the the fact they try to segregate us race wise and everything else—that's the media trying to stop us. From joining oh, yeah. hands and stopping what the real issues are. I think I just came up with something. Okay, let's hear it. So, I I think you guys will agree that the systems they put in place are reflective of their of their values. True. Is that fair? Okay. So, yeah. the 
criminal code equates violent crime and financial crime almost on an even basis. Yep. Uh, which means amounts, that, yeah. Which means the end that you can pay to circumvent certain violent crimes. We found that out with powerful people, right? And you'll hear my my rant on Caitlyn Jenner uh, on that one. But uh, <laughs> but I think that that's an acknowledgement of their greatest weakness. Our threat of violence isn't violence of their person; it's of their purse. Let's take their fucking wallets from them. So the threat of violence is is to turn off the taps. It's not to turn them off and it's not to it's not to gain the power to turn off the taps. It's rather to break the fucking faucet. Let's yeah. let's shatter the system fight like fight club style. Yeah. Right? Because you can undermine it all. It can be done. It just it has to be somewhat socially coordinated. But that's not impossible. It's just very difficult. I think I think that's pretty easy. Like if you take for example like well if like if we want to not pay taxes for example everyone has to do it at the same time yeah it wouldn't but have to who be everybody wants to pay taxes? in fact a 10 percent increase in people not paying taxes would bankrupt the government yeah it doesn't take everybody to do it uh the usa estimated that if they had an increase in um uh, fraudulent applications to the irs by 10 percent, that the government wouldn't be able to fund any of its makers programs yeah, which would mean that they would have to They'd start have to cut back defunding from the on their other things, yeah. right? Which is what we're also advocating for. Stop spending on your administrative budget. Stop spending on, on your needless war effort. Stop subsidizing. But it's, it's uh, beyond that, too. You know, It's not just the spending. People. I mean, if you look at uh, what Kenny did at the Sky Palace with his fucking picture, you know, <laughs> like... He, and I loved his response. Best response ever. Jameson oh is God. a value whiskey. That doesn't mean he even drank Jameson. That just that's a statement. Yeah. That's like, how much did you drink last night, Evan? And I was like, Alberta Pierre is a value vodka. Like that's I'm not, I'm not <laughs> answering the question. I'm just making a statement. And like when my wife showed me that, I was laughing because I was like, that's like one of the best ways to get out of that because like there's pictures of him sitting in this Sky Palace with a few other people, no yeah. mask. Is that yeah. is that the next? Sorry, I don't mean to, I don't mean to cut you off, but is oh, that the next level? that we go to is that it's the people asking the questions that are failing. How do we become the people asking the questions? Yeah. I think we need a better fourth estate. And that's, see, that's, that's I, what I've been I, saying that since like episode two, there's uh, our nothing fourth wrong estate with us in that regard, no. right? We don't need to be powerful journalists in order to expose them. The one thing that we both agree on is, uh, opening the conversation to find a solution. If somebody uses a fake fucking move like that, we can call them out clearly because it's not in an attempt to, to find a solution. Yeah. And we don't have to do it from a partisan standpoint no. either. You're not trying to find a solution. So if he says, oh, Jameson is a budget whiskey, I'd be like, that suit is a budget suit. What did you drink last night? <laughs> <laughs> right? Like... Eat, eat him alive. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Get him on his budget haircut while we're at it. Oh, man. Right? But uh. at the end of the day, I mean, I don't know if me or Adam can mention that one. You could. But uh, <laughs> all jokes. But uh, yeah. but at the end of the day, I think it's the people that aren't holding them to account. And it's because they're fearing that their jobs are going to be missed. Like, <sighs> I mean, they can't take this from us. Yeah, uh, the way I look at it, <laughs> it's just I, I think there's plenty of corruption out there, and I don't think our elected officials are 
doing the right thing at all. I, I think that's provincially, federally, yeah. uh, internationally, you know, uh, municipally. Like, I, <laughs> I want to see like younger, more I, energetic individuals. Exactly like I, I, uh, I, I don't understand why the states and Canada, maybe not Canada as much with our leader, but why the fuck does the states need a guy in his seventies to figure shit out? Well, that was like, a big argument for like when Trudeau be- was first running because he was like forty some years old, and then he's like, well, you know what? He's too young. But well, what? Age, Why? age discrimination in the U.S. doesn't work for too old, but you can't be president if you're under 35. Yeah, like, like what? Figure Why? that shit out. And that makes no Our, sense. Age discrimination in Canada is at least functional. Our, like, it sucks because the most progressive Supreme Court justice uh, uh, retired uh, because she was about to hit her 85th birthday. But... She's she's the one that was advocating for the hundred. Don't you have? She's the. The rest of us retire at sixty-five. Yeah, eighty-five. Fifty, some of us, if we're lucky. Why? You know. Why are you still there? Because she's that good with certain with judges with some of them the knowledge is so important to have. Like it would be important. It would be nice to see the court expanding as a percentage of the population. But this is the issue, you know. But But that information, it's like. It would be like losing the the cobbler just because we have mass production of shoes. You went on but a this, rant. Does, does she need to be sitting judge? Like, could she? Oh, she's like, not. That's why she retired. Right? Well, I know, so, but like, at but, some point, when do you just become like, oh, like refer to her for any questions or like information? Well, Call her up. I mean, in the states, you don't retire. Like RBG died, right? Like she she died yeah. in ninety four. I think it was ninety ninety three or ninety four. I mean that that woman saw everything everything she yep. was a powerhouse on the bench and she went toe-to-toe with scalia who's arguably one of the yep. uh, the the most well uh well written right-wing enthusiasts i've ever read and he's in, uh, it's not impossible to argue but he he creates logical loops that are very tight and you have to penetrate them first before you can unravel them so he makes a very very difficult to argue with him yeah he's also kind of a dirtbag well, yeah, but I mean, that, I think that's, again, the grinder, the meat grinder will, will crush most people. I think actually the best, the, the historically the best, uh, the best Supreme Court justices are people who are, are either directly or descendant of immigrants who struggled. Um, so like that actually makes up a good portion of the Supreme Court uh, in Canada for a while there. Um <laughs> I have no idea who's on Supreme Court, so I... No, fair enough. I mean, the more one of the more recent uh, additions was a guy named Justice Brown, who was an uh, absolutely awful addition, was the last thing. Uh, he's a he's a hardcore right-wing conservative um, that... Uh, and I mean, like, religious uh, on that yeah. note. So while he was a, a provincial Supreme Court judge, he was donating his time to hardcore right-wing groups that were, like, anti-gay and whatnot so that yeah, they can have yeah. the credibility of a judge's name on their documents yeah so like people who use their name for bad there aren't enough people using their names in the other direction for yeah. good right yeah. they're either apathetic or complicit <clears throat> and uh and it sucks because that's that's really what we need is more people on our side that are actually working towards us. But the thing is, like this ties back to a conversation I brought up uh, in a, in a previous podcast. They didn't teach millennials how to be aggressive. They taught us yeah. to be passive. And, yeah. You know, turn the other cheek or whatever the fuck. We 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 never really learned how to tap into our aggression, and that's I really. Didn't. 
that has really given us, you know, an increased amount of anxiety. Uh, you know, the depression rates in our group is significantly higher. Yeah. And that this isn't the only issue. I just think well, that it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a, a major a factor. Too. Like it, suicide yeah, it's, uh, rates and attempts are It's up. a major factor because, like, aggression is a human emotion. Being angry is totally okay to be. Yeah. I think that the, the fact that we were all raised to not be angry or aggressive has made us a lot more passive with the way the government's been able to run things and do things. One of the reasons I, why I, yeah. I think sports is like growing up in martial arts, you're, you're taught self-defense. So like the val, like the first, the first lesson day one mm-hmm. was you, if you're angry, you're going to lose. True. Right. Because if you're fighting with aggression, you're not paying attention to what the other person's doing. All you're doing is focusing on you. Mm-hmm. And that is a problem because yep. anybody else engaged in self-defense will watch what you're doing and counter. Right. And so that that's the the main one with martial arts. But with hockey as well, I think that when you see something bad happening to someone small, like I was a goalie, which is an instinctively a protective position. Right. But it's also not a physical one. And yet in my last year in minor hockey, I had five fighting majors. Right. And it's I've never fought another goalie. By the time I'm done with their players, they never have the balls to cross the line. But uh but it's it's always in response to something bad. Like my dad didn't even get mad at me in an inline tournament because um, my defenseman goes into the corner and this guy just flies into him, cross checks him, and and looked like he broke his back, like full speed. And I'm the closest player, so I go in and I nail the player, drop the gloves, and just start feeding him. Bench is clear. We have a huge brawl. But <laughs> but here's here's what happens from all of this, right? We still play the game. Yeah. Afterwards, we're not as we're not taking runs at each other because we've already tested each other's strengths. Yeah. And so when you have the threat of you're going to get fucked up by someone who defends me looming over you, it gives you a sense of of security and and this ability of 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 almost like channeling your anger towards good sticking up for people because like when i when i grew and i got i started getting confidence it's not like i went from being bullied to just not being bullied they still bullied me until i pushed back yeah right and then what i realized is then they just went to people smaller than me so then i started targeting them right and going after the people who bullied me when i would see them doing something or i would step up like there was this one kid zach who used to pick on this kid Kyle relentlessly and he used to pick on me and I had stood up to him and one day I'm walking home from PE and we had had hockey street hockey that day and I have my hockey stick with me and I'm walking home because I'm only like a few blocks from school and uh Kyle's with me and Zach's a block or so behind and he runs to catch up and then starts like berating Kyle and I said Zach just fuck off or 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 I'm gonna hit you and he was like oh yeah oh yeah I bet you don't have the balls and then he starts calling uh, Kyle out more a swing right over him, right across his chest, like two-hand baseball style, right across the chest. He doesn't have the balls to tell anyone, because why? I told him what I was going to do. I told you exactly what I was going to do and what you were going to do to cause it, and then you did it. You had exactly what you you knew it was going to happen. Yeah. It's called cause and effect, fuckface. <laughs> right? So at the end of the day, T-shirt. I, I do think some looming threat of violence is needed because 
bullies will just always find a new person to bully. You know, I was, it's, it's kind of funny. You reminded me of <laughs> yeah. a, a time when I was in high school. I, I was taking the bus home. Uh, I was in grade 12, sitting near the back of the bus. And uh, there was this uh, like Asian kid at the front of the bus that just made this like model car and shop, right? And it, it, was, it, was, it looked pretty nice. And uh, this one kid started bullying him before he was about to get off the bus. Yep. And like this kid like was just not nice. He was like throwing his fucking thing around. This kid spent hours making, m- mocking him about it and all that. And uh, I, I, no one did anything. Uh, I, I stood up from the back of the bus. I said, stop it. Knock it the fuck off, you know? And then, you know, the bully immediately tried, you know, throwing shit at me. Yeah. But, you know, I was, you know, two years older than him in grade 12. And then it was at that point that other people started speaking up too. Yeah. But it, it, it's, I, I just wish that people would speak up sooner yeah. about issues. You know, yeah. I think that that would really solve a lot of the issue. I think... You know, we were talking about, uh, you know, those sexual assault victims of uh, Jeffrey Epstein and Weinstein. People knew this was going on. You know, people knew that there was going to be bodies buried in these residential schools. We haven't done anything because it's easier to take the path of least resistance. But I think ultimately, if society is going to better itself, I think we need to really critically analyze religion for one, but also critically analyze when we should be aggressive and what what warrants aggression? You know, I think that, you know, buying weapons for the express purpose of killing Yemeni's children with our tax dollars yeah. should be should be an issue. People should answer yeah. for that. Yeah. It should be. A, I mean, it's, it should be part of our human rights because they're <clears throat> it's a default that we pay pay taxes to them. But it's not a default that they tell us where they're paying it. Or, or how they're spending it and it's it's just ass backwards and i don't i don't want to be on the side of advocacy for violence what i want to be is on advocacy for change and i'm just yeah lo- logically i have i'm having a hard time coming to a conclusion that doesn't lend to that but i like the idea of thinking that there's a conversation to be had yeah. but i i do think that the only way to get them to the table is to threaten them first right alien invasion yeah. Let's do it. Um, well, we are running a little long on time yeah. for this one. Yeah, we got to head out, actually. Well, you know, appreciate you guys tuning in this Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, been a lot of fun. Happy to be back. And yeah. uh, we'll see you Friday. Absolutely. Yep.